Welcome to the Avail Leadership Podcast, where our goal is to help you take your leadership to the next level. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're connecting with Sarah Worley. Sarah is the founder and executive director of Inspire International, and her new book, Advance, encourages people to get unstuck by taking steps of faith, avoiding unhealthy mentalities, hearing God's voice, and much more. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Avail Leadership Podcast. I am so excited to be here again. As always, what we do at Avail is we produce and provide relevant, practical leadership content for leaders all over the world to be able to access. We want to get better at the art of leadership. That is what Avail is here for. And the Avail Leadership Podcast specifically helps us connect with amazing leaders that are making a global impact. And today is another one of those days we have the opportunity to be with Sarah Worley. She is a woman with a lot of experiences and uh, and a lot of ministry that's already been done, but a lot of ministry ahead. Uh, Sarah is the founder and executive director of Inspire International. Uh, her and her husband, Caleb, have been in the, in the act of church planting internationally, uh, as well as making a difference throughout the world. Uh, I love what Inspire International is doing. Uh, Sarah travels the world, coordinating outreaches, uh, making a difference in people's lives, including a lot of children a lot, a lot throughout the world. Her, her and her husband, Caleb, have theology degrees from Oral Roberts University. They have two beautiful children. They live in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and they have a baby in the oven who's up, up and coming here at the time of this recording. That's uh, December 2020. So right now, Sarah, we're excited to connect with you. How do you feel being here on the Avail Leadership Podcast? Oh, I am so honored. I am honored to be with you, Pastor Virgil, and the Avail team. I am so thankful for Avail and what you're doing to just make such an impact around the world. So it's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for taking the time. We know that uh, the life of a leader, the life of a pastor, the life of a missionary, because these are all part of what you do, uh, are, are pretty busy and packed, but we're happy to have this time with you uh, to get a little bit into what God has done in you and through you, what, he, what he's placed on your heart for this season and this time. Uh, and before we get into a little bit of that, and including your, your book that was just released, I want to ask a little bit about you. I know that there's a lot of people who are connecting who maybe this is their first time getting to know who you are. Uh, Sarah Worley, who is Sarah Worley? Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from, and how you got to where you are. Well, I am a pastor's kid. My parents pioneered a church over 40 years ago in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Victory uh, church. And then I've served in ministry uh, there at the church locally for about, um, I mean, 15 years. And then my husband and I launched out and served as missionaries in Hong Kong and Southeast Asia, mm -hmm. as well as um, coming back here and planting churches here too. So we've worked um, overseas as well as here in the States and uh, love, you know, love serving God together as a team and um, excited to to share some of that today. 
I love that. I love that. You know, one of the things I, I usually say uh, at the onset of of the Avail Leadership Podcast episode, Sarah, is that I have the blessing of being able to, being able to pastor a church that I say we're one church, two languages, right? A vertical church, also known as Iglesia Vertical. There's a little bit of a kind of international feel, but I what I, from my conversation with you is you definitely have this experience of ministry internationally speaking, right? Global ministry. I mean, you, you've, can you recall maybe off the top of your head, how many countries you guys have planted churches and are worked uh, in missions with? Well, we've ministered in, I've ministered in over 40 countries. Wow. Um, and uh, so when we moved overseas in to live in Hong Kong and work in Southeast Asia, um, we just, we started uh, Inspire International and started working in evangelistic outreaches wow. in those areas and then helping with church planting in those regions and then um, helping with humanitarian aid with children's homes, rescue homes, water well projects. And so it's been a variety of things. We really have prayed and asked the Lord to just direct us and been obedient to do what he says he's to do. So that's been our journey. I love that. And, and another thing, I just, I just love when I, when I, when I hear these things, I know there's a lot of people out there who might, re this might resonate with them, but you're also like myself, you're a pastor's kid. Uh, so you've, you've been in and around church pretty much your entire life. Kind of like me, you know, yes. not only, not only are you a pastor's kid, but you're also married to a pastor. Uh, what would you say about that? Would you say, Hey, Hey, people that are out there that are like, how does it feel? Do you feel, does it feel um, um, like, weird like to be to be in church all your life how boring is that some, some people that might think like you know is that really a great life to live what would you say to, to them I love it I you know from <laughs> when I was young my parents always um did ministry with us and they always involved us in whatever they were doing they took us on mission trips uh they involved us locally in the church and mm -hmm. so I we always felt like as you know I have uh, three other siblings we always felt like we were apart, and um, I knew from a young age that I was called into missions and ministry. Yeah, I remember God giving me a vision, and so um, you know, I think it's the most exciting way to live. <laughs> I mean, I just to be able to go and make a difference and spread the gospel and obey God—it's—it's it's the most adventurous life that we could live. So I love it. I'm grateful. Doesn't mean that there hasn't been trouble or challenges. Yeah. But I'm so grateful. I wouldn't want to do anything else. So that's that's so good. I, I agree 100%. And I, I do believe it is an adventure. And when that calling is there, it is an honor and a privilege. So he, here's here's where we're at. You have just released your newest book. Uh, the book is entitled Advance. Now I know this is something that the Lord has placed on your heart. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this this book Advance? What's the story behind it? What's the heart behind it? What is it that we can be looking forward to? Well, I'm excited about it because the Lord spoke to me a few years ago about this message of advance, living unstuck and moving forward in faith. Wow. And then during the COVID-19 pandemic um, in the spring, when everything hit and plans stopped and people just were in shock, uh, the Lord really spoke to me and said, this is the time for you to get this message out. And so he just began to direct me and give me ideas in what the book was to look like. Um, and really the message comes out of the story in Deuteronomy, where the children of Israel had come out of Egypt, but they were still wandering in the wilderness. And uh, they made an 11-day journey, a 40-year journey. 
Wow. And God speaks to them in Deuteronomy 1, and he says, it's time to break camp and advance. It's time to move forward. And I begin to think about how, you know, even just during the pandemic, a lot of people, uh, you know, were not only stuck physically, but I could see the parallels of people getting stuck spiritually. And I really felt uh, just that urgency that it's so important for us not to, in our mindset, not to live stuck, but that God's called us to break free from wrong mindsets or fear or comparison and move forward in the things that he's called us to do in his purpose, in his plan, and take territory for the kingdom of God. You know, just because everything else might be shut down doesn't mean that God can't still move in our life and through our life. And we've seen it. New innovation has taken place in the body of Christ just, you know, because of, uh, you know, us being forced to think differently and to do things differently. And so anyway, in this devotional, I talk about ways, personal examples of how you can get unstuck and move forward in faith, you know, with different areas. And um, so I've also created a 21-day video masterclass that people can also use to supplement their study, to grow in their walk with God. And so I believe it hopefully will bring hope to people and encouragement that no matter what the enemy has tried to bring against them, that God can turn things around for their good and we can still advance in the purpose and the call that he has on our life. That's so good. You know, I think it's, I think you're very right. I think this, especially this year, not just because of this year, but especially this year, I think people have felt stuck. Um, I think that, that your book advances. I think this is a timely w- message, right? From, from the Lord, that the Lord's placed on your heart. Now I know that when you feel stuck, it's not always easy to get unstuck, right? I'm sure that's what the, the book kind of goes into that. Yes. And as believers, as Christians, faith plays a big role. Faith, faith is not just, you know, a, a word that we define when we're in church in the four walls of the church. Faith is something that we have to put into action in our lives as we're walking along this journey. So here, here's my question. What does it mean to take steps of faith along the journey? And do you have some examples of how that's, this has played out maybe in your life? Yeah, well, I think that... Um... We take steps uh, in the little things, you know, we, we learn mm-hmm. how to step out in faith in little areas as God speaks to us, as he prompts mm-hmm. us, as we seek him. But then he, op- as we take those steps of faith, he opens up even greater doors. And mm-hmm. so I think taking steps of faith is a process. It's a daily thing that we are dependent on the Holy Spirit, listening to his voice and obeying his leading. Um, but I think for, for us, we've had a lot of instances where we've had to step out, even when we didn't know everything that might happen or we didn't see the final result. I remember when God spoke to us about moving to the mission field. Um, God spoke to both of us separately, the, my husband and I, that we were wow. moved overseas. And it was not easy because I was pregnant at the time and I had a three-year-old. And it was a huge step of faith to go to my pastor, who was my dad as well, (laughs) and my boss, and tell him, hey, we really feel God is leading us to take this step of faith and to go somewhere we were not familiar with, uh, to do work that we, it was new to us. I mean, we had been doing missions work, but to to live, you know, to move our family overseas was a big deal. And so I remember he said, okay, I want you to obey God. My dad, he said, I want you to obey God, but also do your homework and get prepared. So we did. I mean, we took a year or nine months to just prepare, plan, do a site visit, 
and prepare ourselves. And then eventually we had to actually take that step, even though we didn't know what was all on the horizon, but it was the greatest decision we have ever made in our life. I can point so many things back to that one decision of stepping out and being obedient to go to a place that we weren't familiar with and trust God. So many doors open supernaturally, relationships, uh, just provision. You know, we started out having only enough for one month <laughs> and God began to supernaturally provide. And once we got there, you know, he began to show us other things, you know, opening up children's rescue homes, helping with church planting, things that weren't even on our radar, if, you know, in, in the beginning. But then as we took one step, God would open up something else. So it's like those automatic doors, you know, at the grocery store. <laughs> when you take a step, a door opens. When you take another step, another door opens. So we've seen that time and time again. And I think a lot of people are afraid to just step step out in areas and not that we're you know naive or ignore things but we do have to step out in faith and trust god is if he's leading us he's going to provide he's going to direct and he's going to do what only he can do you know as we do our part to step out in faith so you know sarah it's it's really funny now you, you use that example i literally uh, got on a plane in the last couple of days and i and i got back home and i remember you know that you know after you after you kind of a check in at the gate with the you know with the airline person and then they they say okay good you can go on and then you have to walk onto the you know uh, you know to you know on the walking board to get onto the plane and right there i remember i walked up and there was a woman she was just standing there and she was standing still and i'm thinking why doesn't she go because the door was closed and all she had to do was step on the she just had to take a step and the door would open but she didn't know because there wasn't a sign and there wasn't somebody there telling her. And I said, "Ma'am, you could you could just go ahead and step in." And and she moved to the side and I stepped in and it opened. Uh, so as you as you were saying that, um, it seems to me like people can be in that place right now. They could be at a standstill or stuck, and it's just a matter of just taking the step. What what would you say, Sarah? What would you say? What is it? What is a step of faith? Because we're all taking steps, but what 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 makes it a step of faith? Well, I think um, obeying what God speaks to you, sometimes it's a prompting that you get. God says, give this seed, yeah. you know, and just being obedient, even if you don't know what's on the other side, trusting God will bring a harvest on that seed or maybe stepping out in a new realm of ministry that you're not familiar with and not mm -hmm. being afraid to fail, <laughs> not being afraid to, you know, make a mistake. If you, you know what, I'm learning, I'm taking these steps of faith, I'm my, my heart is to reach more people. So taking those steps of faith, you know, another step of faith is just even, um, you know, shifting our mindsets uh -huh. you know, in areas where we've yeah. been stuck in one mindset and we've been stuck in doing something a, a certain way and then shifting our focus and saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to step out in some new ways and just see what God will do. Um, and I mean, we've seen God do miraculous things just being willing to try different things and, you know, reach new people and you learn and you grow. And I believe, you know, like Joyce Meyer says, you can't move a parked car. You got to get it in motion for God to direct you. So we got to get in motion for then God to direct us. So I think it's so important just not to stay stuck in fear or, oh, what if I miss it? Well, if our motive is to please the Lord and obey him, then he's going to shift us. He's going to redirect us if something's off. And so I think if we stay in that posture of surrender and faith yeah. and obedience, that God can do miraculous things. 
So yeah, I think I think we're so conditioned to want to know before taking a step, uh, which which would be the opposite of faith, right? I, yeah. We're so conditioned to want to be sure before <laughs> taking the step. But what you're saying is so key, I think, for for a lot of leaders to get unstuck right now, a lot of people just to get unstuck in their lives. It really is taking the step of faith. Okay, so let, let me segue a little bit here. Um, the reality is, as we're each walking our journeys, as we're each walking, even our leadership journeys, um, our family journeys, our personal journeys, uh, there's always this temptation to kind of look to the side and see who else is there, who, who else is doing it, and and how am I doing it compared to them? And and why are they farther than me? Or, you know, you know, that kind of that comparison, you know, with comparing and contrasting my journey with somebody else's journey, with another pastor's journey, another family's journey, another person, another minister's journey. How can how can leaders avoid this mentality of comparison, which usually leads to competition and can sometimes be harmful? Well, I think it's so important. Um, we all deal with comparison at times, but it really can be toxic to us fulfilling our unique purpose. And so I think identifying what our gifts are, what God has called us to do, and staying focused on that, staying focused on him and obeying what he's called us to do will help us not to get sidelined. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think back to a time when we were taking our kids to an amusement park when they were little. And I remember going up to one of these rides and our daughter, Lizzie, she got up to this measuring stick. You know how they have this measuring stick uh -huh. to, to let you inside a ride, whether, you know, to determine whether you're tall enough to ride. And she got up to that measuring stick and she said, mommy, I'm not tall enough. I don't measure up. I don't measure up. <laughs> and I said, hey, it's okay. There are rides made specifically for you. So I quickly distracted her and we got on a ride that was perfect for her. Mm. But I kept thinking about that that phrase, I don't measure up, I don't measure up. And I thought about how it is, it is uh, normal sometimes just to think, oh, I don't measure up to this person or that person. But to realize, you know what, in order for us to fulfill our purpose, we got to throw out that measuring stick. <laughs> and yeah. we got to just be obedient to what God says, and know that each of us are created uniquely and different. Yeah. Um, you know, we're a part of the body and every body, you know, every part of the body is different as first Corinthians mm -hmm. 12 says. And so the, I can't say to the foot, I don't need you. We need every part, uh, fulfilling their purpose. And so I think that's what I do is, um, go back to, okay, what's my part? What has God assigned me to do? Mm -hmm. I need to be faithful to fulfill that. Even if it doesn't look like somebody else, even if it is different, my responsibility is yeah. obedience. So, yeah, you know, you know, something I would, I would, I want to ask you because the re I think this is everybody. Everybody has the, everybody's challenged with, with comparison, right? And now, men and women sometimes are a little different, right? Um, you're, you know, you're a pastor, you're a missionary, you're married to a pastor and a missionary. Um, would you say that the things that maybe you tend to compare for you are maybe different than maybe what what your husband Caleb? I'm, I'm just curious to see what in in your your thoughts and your mind as a woman. Um, cause I think when I look at my wife and myself that we both can struggle with comparison, but, but sometimes it's different. Right. Would you, would you agree with that? I agree. Yeah. I mean, I probably struggle with things that he doesn't struggle with and right. maybe he struggles th with things that I, I don't even think about. So yeah, definitely <laughs> men and women have different things that they might compare themselves, um, and even compare themselves with each other, you know, right. Um, 
and the roles and all that. And so I think, you know, going back to, okay, how has God wired me? How has God wired uh, him? How's God, you know, what has God called me to do? And really reflecting on, okay, what are, what's my assignment? What are my strengths? What can I bring? Um, what's in my hand? You know, what are the things yeah. that God's gifted me in? It's not like him, but what, it, what can I do for the kingdom of God to make a difference? And, um, you know, everybody struggles with it. Even, you know, you look back at Moses, he struggled. Who yeah. am I to go to, to go and rescue the children of Israel out of Egypt? And God said, I am with you. Yeah. I am with you. And, and I've given you the authority and the, the leadership to take my people out of Egypt and into freedom. So I think all of us, you know, can, can deal with that, but we got to stay focused on who we are in Christ and what he's called us to do. That's so good. We just, right now, leader, you that are listening right now that are very burdened because of the comparisons of maybe the church that's down the block, you know, or the other pastor and what they're accomplishing or the other leader. I want, we, we want to, Sarah and I want to give you permission right now to take that pressure off of yourself. Yes. Come on, give yourself permission, take that pressure off yourself, make Jesus the center <laughs> and come back to what he has called you to do because he has not called you to be that pastor of that church. He's not called you to be that leader of that organization. He's called you to be the leader, the pastor, you know, the, 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 the um, influencer in that place where you're at and yeah. be, don't get stuck in that trap of comparison and, and uh, looking to the other side. Hey, we can encourage each other. If you're going to look over to encourage or receive encouragement, that's a good thing. Iron sharpens iron. We, we can, we can grow, we can sharpen each other, but we're not going to let that bring us down. So leader, if you've been looking at other pastors and other leaders and other churches, uh, social media, and that's bringing you down. You, you might need to take a break from social media right now. Uh, this is good, Sarah. This is good. I think I think um, one of the things that uh, resonates with me is uh, the season that we're in right now as a world, you know, not just as a nation, as a world, you know, with, with uh, this, this kind of COVID and post-COVID, this whole situation we're in, people are stuck. People are feeling like they're not progressing, they're not advancing. And so your, your uh, newest book that's just released, Advance, is touching on all these subjects. Let me, let me kind of keep tracking with you here, okay? Because one of the things that I think we would all agree with, especially as Christian leaders, is that it's so important to hear God's voice. Hearing God's voice isn't just, well, if it comes around to happen, then we'll be okay with it. It's no, as Christian leaders, we want to, we need to hear God's voice. What practical advice can you share with all the leaders connected right now regarding how to hear God's voice? Well, I think it's so important, you know, in our world with all the voices and all the, the things that are coming at us, it's vital that we take time to tune in, that we yeah. shut out the distractions and we tune in daily to hear what God is speaking because he knows the future he has for us. And, you know, the plans that he has for us is good. You know, they're yeah. good. And so I think it's important. God wants to give us clarity in the midst of all the chaos and so just like you would tune in an old radio, you know, past the static and into that clear channel, we have to daily tune past the static, shut out the, all the voices of the world and the fear, you know, that would try to bombard us and say, Lord, what are you speaking? You promised that I hear your voice. I'm your sheep. I hear your voice. You said that, um, you know, you're the spirit of truth. You'll guide me into all truth. You'll show me things to come. So Lord, lead me, show me those things that are coming mm -hmm. up that I need to do, that I need to be aware of, and then being, being willing to obey those promptings. So, um, you know, God speaks to people in different ways through his word, by promptings of the Holy Spirit, we know, uh, by prophets, men of God, believers yeah. that are submitted to God. 
through dreams, visions, you know, God can speak to people. And so, yeah. you know, God speaks to people in different ways. And it's just a matter of us tuning in and saying, okay, Lord, is this you? And whatever he speaks will always line up with the word. <laughs> it will always line up with scripture. And so um, I always go back to that, Lord, you're speaking all the time. You're speaking through your word. So what, what are you saying to me today? And how can I walk that out? So um, I think tuning in and obeying those promptings, you know, the Lord spoke to me about building these children's homes um, back when we first moved overseas. Hmm. And in the natural, I did not, I didn't know where to start. I didn't even know what's, you know, how to really get going in that. But the Lord wow. just kept prompting me and he said, Sarah, I'm just looking for someone who will believe me for this. Will you believe me? Will you believe that, that I could do this through you? And will you use what's in your hand? And I thought, I don't know what's in my hand. What is in my hand? I don't have the money to build this wow. children's orphanage. And the Lord said, yeah, but you have opportunity. You have influence in areas. And that, in, that weekend, I was actually hosting a women's conference in Hong Kong. And so I talked to our pastor there because we were associate pastors of a church there. And I said, hey, what do you think if I share this? I said, I really feel like the Lord's you know, directing us to uh, build this home. And he said, yes, let's, we need, I would love to, uh, for our church to be a part of that. So I shared the vision. Um, I started making the plans, you know, doing what I knew to do. I didn't know everything, but I did right. what I knew to do. And in 10 days, God brought all the finances. Wow. It was miraculous. And that was, we built that first home in 2010 and with 36 kids. Now, many of them are in university they're wow. studying, they're serving in the church. Some are church planters. And after that, God started opening up doors in other countries. And it was just, it was one of those little promptings that I know if I would have just shoved that down and mm. let fear hold me back, we wouldn't have seen the impact in these children's lives that we're seeing now. And and uh, now 27 homes have been built. And I look back and I think it's a miracle. Wow. Like, I don't even know how God did it, but it was those little promptings and saying, okay, God, I'm going to believe you for this. I don't know how, but I know you're good. You're faithful. And as I do what I know, use what's in my hand, obey your voice, then you can do the miraculous. And so, uh, you know, we're seeing that in different areas. And I, I think that, you know, that's the key is hear and obey, hear and wow. obey what God is saying, because he wants us to fulfill our purpose even more than we want to, you know, um, he wants wow. to reach people through our lives and, um, he knows how we're wired to do it, you know? So, um, I, that's, that's my encouragement is just to take that time to hear God's voice because he has new and innovative ways that he wants to move through us as leaders in this day. That's so good. I can remember moments in my life where I really felt a prompting of, of the Holy Spirit, um, or maybe even in, in a service, you know, what, what my father was preaching, you know, sometimes even in moments of worship, I remember feeling God is, is speaking to me, he's telling me through his word, I think is a place where, where most of that happens with me is, and so you're telling me, Sarah, there's just, there's a moment and God just prompts you, the Holy Spirit prompts you, I want you to build a children's home. And you had many, you had multiple choices of how you could respond. A natural response is, hey, I've never done that. Maybe, Lord, you should find somebody else who knows what to do. But but you you didn't, you resisted that and you said, okay, Lord, I don't know where to start, but I'm going to use what you've given me, resources, experiences, opportunities. And now fast forward, 
you're telling me that there's 27 children's homes that have been that have been built up. How does that feel? How, how does it feel when you f- receive a word from God, don't know exactly what it means or how you're going to do it, but then years, you know, how, whatever time goes by, and now it has come to pass. How does that feel? Uh, miraculous, you know, because uh, I know it's only by the grace of God uh, that that it's happened. And so I just, I'm grateful, you know, really, honestly, just grateful. But it also helps me to realize how vital it is, you know, to obey those promptings. So even yep. now, you know, God is saying, hey, step out in these new ways. And I don't know what's on the other side, but I think back, okay, God, you've been faithful in the past. And as I'm faithful to obey you, you're going to be faithful in the future. So even though we don't know everything that's ahead in 2021, as we're faithful to do what we know to do, obey his voice, God's going to do the miraculous and even greater, greater than what we could even imagine, because God takes us from glory to glory and strength Mm. to strength. So I think gratitude and also awareness of, okay, Lord, help me to just continue to, to stay in step with you and what you're saying and what you've called me to do. Yeah, that's good. I, I'm in agreement with you. Now, let me give you some, let me give a little bit of pushback here. Let, let's just say there's a leader out there, a pastor, Mr. who's saying, you know what, Sarah, what you're saying, you know, it sounds right. And I've heard it before, but man, I'm just, I'm just not hearing anything. I, I'm not, I'm not hearing God's voice or, or I, I don't know. I don't know what's blocking it. Are there, are there things that you have found could could potentially keep us from hearing God's voice or or things that maybe position us to hear it better? What, what would you say to that? Yeah, well, I think um, getting alone, like you said earlier, sometimes shutting out social media mm. and other voices that would try to keep us from hearing. You know, we've had times where we fasted and prayed and said, okay, Lord, yeah. we really want to clear our spirits so that we can better hear. We know you're speaking, but if we're not hearing, then then help us to tune out those distractions and tune into his voice, uh, tune into your voice. And so, uh, you know, taking that time to, you know, I mean, I love to walk and pray. So <laughs> part of my, my uh, daily routine is just walking, you know, and praying and seeking the Lord, um, taking that time to sit before him and, and listen. Um, worship is one of the ways, like you said earlier, is a way that, I mean, when I get into his presence, that's many times I get, you know, wisdom and direction and insight. Um, you know, some of the things that can block us is block that, you know, us hearing is bitterness, yeah. <laughs> you know, bitterness and um, hurt and things from the past, even things that we, we don't even think of consciously, mm-hmm. but have not been dealt with. And so taking the time to say, Lord, you know, purify my heart, show me things that I need to be, uh, that I, people I need to forgive people who I need to make amends with, uh, things that I need to release to you. Yeah. Um, those things can block, you know, uh, disobedience. If I haven't obeyed you in an area, show me yeah. so that I can quickly obey. And, uh, you know, cause sometimes you have to go back to what God said originally, if you haven't obeyed that mm-hmm. and, and do that, and then you get the next step. So I think those are some things that can block us from hearing, but God wants to speak to us. You know, he promises yeah. that, that we can hear his voice, that we'll be led by his spirit. So it's not something, you know, that that you know is out of reach you know he desires yeah. to speak to us to lead us that's why he gave us his holy spirit you know 
Yeah, I think as as uh, leaders in ministry, it's so easy to be so busy doing the ministry that yeah. sometimes we forget that God wants to minister to us, right? And, and we need we need to receive from the Lord. So this is good. This is a good word. Um, you talk in the book, Sarah, about several storms that you've endured in your life, you know, whether it's, you know, personal pain, you know, loss of loved ones, you know, storm, literal storms, not just emotional storms, you know, um, how have you, how have you have, how have you found peace in the midst of the various storms that maybe have come your way? And, and how can we find peace in the midst of our storms? Well, I think, um, you know, one of the times was um, when we were actually flying overseas, we were moving to Hong Kong and our little boy who was three at the time uh, stopped breathing on the plane wow. and his eyes went to the back of his head. He turned blue and he stopped breathing and we were, you know, flying over Greenland so we couldn't really land. And so we started doing CPR on him. He wasn't responding. So we got an oxygen tank on him. He uh, finally wow. you know, began to breathe, but was very weak and um, started having seizures. And this had never happened before. So we were just in wow. shock. We, we, were, we didn't know what was happening. Miraculously, people on the plane, there was a paramedic that happened to be sitting near us and different wow. people started rushing to our side because they heard us. And so anyway, he got stabilized, but then it happened a second time on that flight. And so as soon as we landed, we rushed him to the ER and here we were in a new country in Hong Kong, wow. didn't know it, you know, anybody hardly yet. And so um, they started to run all kinds of tests. They said he could have long-term effects from whatever reaction he had to something. And uh, so we were standing for his life. We were wow. standing in faith and here we were obeying God. And I was like, God, what is happening? Wow. <laughs> Where are you? You directed us to this. And now we're in this massive storm, you know? And I knew the importance of the power of my words yeah. <laughs> and keeping the power of my confession to be faith filled. So I was praying the word, I was speaking the word, but we went for like a month where we didn't know what was happening. Wow. And I remember getting really tired towards the end of that month and saying, God, I don't know what to do. Please speak to us. I pray for a miracle. And the Lord said, Sarah, sing, <laughs> sing, Sarah, sing. Wow. And I thought, what is that it? Can you give me a little <laughs> bit more, Lord? <laughs> Can you give me more, more words than that? And I knew though, he wanted me to shift my focus and get my eyes mm. off myself and off, off him, off, you know, Isaac, the problem and get my eyes on the greatness of God. And so I remember being in that room alone with our little boy, just weeping and worshiping. And mm. I got breakthrough in the spirit. I really, I felt like wow. the Lord brought breakthrough. He brought peace in my heart in the midst of that storm and the Lord began to give us wisdom on what to do naturally and spiritually. And that week, everything changed. He got his strength back. He stopped having seizures. He wow. started running around the room asking for food. And it was a miracle. Um, he's 15 now, and he hasn't ever had a seizure since then. So wow. Thank God. God brought a miracle in the midst of that storm. But I mean, there was that that moment where I was wondering, God, where are you? What is happening? And it was really having to look to him, remembering, okay, he's with me, Lord, you're in my yeah. boat in the midst of the storm. 
and I'm going to speak peace to this storm. And I'm going to trust that once we get through this storm, there's going to be people that we reach on the other side of this storm. And, and really it was a, it was a tactic of the enemy to keep us from staying there, honestly, because the enemy wanted us to give up and go back, you know, but once we walked through that and, and Isaac was healed, I mean, God began to do miraculous things in ministry that we were just in shock. Like we couldn't have made happen. God just did it, you know? So I know that when we get through those storms, you know, there's people, there's, there's people God's called us to reach on the other side of those storms. So I think, I think about that, you know, Lord, help me to remember, not only are you with me, but you're going to help me get through because there's people you've called me to reach. So that's just one of the, one of the storms. (laughs) Well, you know, I think what I think those are the hardest storms, the ones that are so close to our hearts, our families, you know, our kids. And and I agree. I think hearing your story, um, I think many other leaders would probably agree that it's it's almost like a resistance to what God wants to do sometimes, uh, which which will cause us to hesitate, will cause us to to second guess ourselves, second guess God, and will cause us sometimes to to say, no, no, out of fear, out of doubt, out of you know, I'm not sure this isn't what I signed up for, uh, but it's precisely in those moments where, where the, the word of God teaches us, we got to push through. Um, you said it, you said it as well. You know, how do I take my eyes off of the storm and put my eyes on the God that is above, you know, and in control of everything, including the storm. Um, but, but I think, I think it's so true what you're saying. I think um, it's in those moments that we have to choose where we're going to focus our hearts, our attention, choose who we're going to believe. Um, and, and really what, even what you said before, just be, be in faith, acting in faith. Um, I think that's a great word. Um, let, let me go to the next question here. Before, before we get to a little bit how we can get the book and how we can stay in contact with you, Sarah, here's one question that I think is important. Um, you've been very authentic in sharing your testimony. Um, this is something that, that obviously you, you have either grown more comfortable with or you've always been comfortable with, but many leaders really struggle with transparency. Um, many leaders really struggle with being vulnerable, opening up, um, sharing their stories. How would you encourage leaders who maybe don't believe that their testimony or their story is worth telling? Well, I think that people need to hear sometimes our past and the pain we've walked through to be encouraged um, where Mm -hmm. they're at because some, some people are in the same place. And so for them to be able to relate and be encouraged and have hope like, okay, if they made it and they walked through that, then I can walk through that. I can overcome. They overcame. I, I can overcome whatever storm or challenge that I've been facing. So I think it really helps people to relate and connect and everybody has a story or yep. multiple stories. So all of us have a testimony And I understand there's timing sometimes. Sometimes people are walking through something so tender, they can't share it yet. You know, so I get that. Sometimes leaders, it's like you have to get on the other side of the situation to be able to then (laughs) share it as a testimony. So I get, you know, sometimes there's a timing, but I think it's important, you know, to, to talk about those things that we've walked through and challenges so that people can be encouraged that, you know, every one of us face storms. No one's perfect. We're all on this journey. And uh, they can have faith, you know, through hearing our testimony that God can be faithful to them. Yeah. Is there, have you ever found, have you found a path in life where there are no storms? No, (laughs) 
I mean, Jesus said in this world, you will have trouble. So be good cheer because I'm with you and I'm going to help you overcome. So, I mean, I think it's just knowing, okay, we're going to face storms. Yeah. The most important thing is we're connected to him. He's in our boat. You know, he's, he's with us in the midst of the storm. (laughs) He's given us authority to to speak peace over that storm, uh, to take authority over situations instead of just, oh, whatever will be, will be. You know, we can have authority in our prayers, um, but also know that, I mean, when we get to the other side, there's those people, you know, like when Jesus got to the other side of his storm, that demon possessed man from uh, Decapolis that that got set free and won his whole town to the Lord. So, I mean, there's miraculous things on the other side of that. So there's always hope. (laughs) God can turn our mess into a message, a test into a testimony. So, yeah. I love that. You know, I love that. I think, I think that there's so many leaders right now, Sarah, that it's, it's hitting home because of you, because of your testimony, because of what you're sharing right now. Hey, it's time to advance because the the reality is it's hard. Sometimes it it stinks sometimes where we're in and what we're going through, but we always have to remember there is, there, there are people on the other side of the storm. Like you're saying there, 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 there are uh, miracles on the other side of those doors. That net, but it's dependent on that next step. And so I think this book, your new book, Advance, is such a timely book, such a timely message from God's heart to all of us. Um, what are ways that people can get the book? Um, in addition to maybe connecting with you, what's the best way? If, if people say, you know what, I, I, Sarah, I want to ca- catch this book. I want to I wanna get it. I want to read it. I want to take a look at it. Where can they go? SarahWorley.com. So they can get a free digital download of the book, or they can get a hard copy for a special discounted price right now. And uh, they can also access the 21 videos on there. So sarahworley.com, everything is on there. They can go on there. And for international, those that are international, they can get the free download. For those that are you know, in the US, we can s- send you a hard copy, uh, but it's exciting, you know, just- awesome. I believe it's, it's a, it's, you know, word in season for all of us, you know, so that we got to keep moving forward. (laughs) So. That's so good. So I want to clarify, it's not just a free chapter or two free chapters online of the ebook, right? It's, it's the whole book. Yes. Free digital downloads. So they can get that fairworldly.com and um, yeah, they can use it even as Bible studies within churches. You know, some, some uh, pastor's wives have called me and they're going to use it as their women's small group. Um, One of their small group lessons, show the video, use the book, because I've got questions and action steps after each chapter. So I think, you know, it's, it's versatile in the way that people can use it. Beautiful. I want to just, for those who maybe have never spelled out Worley, yeah, uh, Sarah S A R A H, and then Worley is W E H R L I dot com. You can get the uh, the free digital download version. You can also, if you if you say no, I'm one of those old school. I want to have a book in my hand. You can also find that at SarahWorley dot com. Uh, you can figure out how to get that. Also, Sarah, I know you mentioned there's a masterclass, 21 videos masterclass that kind of goes along as supplemental, uh, complementary to the book. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, it's great. I mean, each lesson on the video is about seven to 10 minutes, so they could watch it on the go. 
you know, I have, I have some of the ladies that they watch it in their, their car <laughs> or, you know, listen to it in their car as they're going through the day. So it's great to, for those that don't want to read, it's another great thing because sometimes busy women and moms, I mean, they don't have time to read. So if you don't want to read the book, get the videos and listen to the videos because it'll build your faith. <laughs> And I share personal stories, biblical examples, and practical ways how you can advance every day in little things, you know. So um, I think that it's, um, you know, it's practical and encouraging in the same place. So so good. That'll be a well worth, well worth it investment for everybody uh, to get those masterclass videos. Where can people connect with you? On, can they find you on social media, Sarah? Yes, I'm on Twitter um, and Instagram. Instagram, Sarah Worley, S-A-R-A-H-W-E-H-R-L-I, as well as Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, on Facebook, it's um, Pastor Sarah Worley. So yeah, I would love to connect with you. Those of you that are listening, um, you know, send me messages. I'd love to answer any questions or just encourage yeah. you, pray with you in your journey. I think there's a lot of leaders that are going to be blessed by your book, Sarah, by the book Advance. Uh, I really believe that it's a message that a lot of a lot of us need to hear right now. And um, another thing that I know that you're aware of, because you and your husband have you know have connected with and, and are aware of, is the Avail Journal. Let me take advantage and let people know yes. about the Avail Journal. If you haven't done so, everybody, the Avail Journal, you can get a free annual subscription of the Avail Journal. These come out quarterly. And let me just say, I'm going to let you say a few words, Sarah, but let me just say this journal, the Avail Journal, is one of the most fresh, quality, good-looking, <laughs> vibrant Christian leadership journals that I've ever seen in my life. Have you had a chance to check them out, Sarah? Absolutely. I, I mean, I think the same thing, that it's the best Christian leadership magazine yeah. out there. I mean, it's packed full of wisdom, insight. And every message that's in there is just so, you know, uplifting and helpful. Yeah. I mean, very practical, but also really uplifting and helpful. So I love it. I say everybody needs to sign up to get your magazine. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, get, you guys can get your free annual subscription by going to availjournal.com, availjournal.com, get your free annual subscription. Now you know you can go to sarahworley.com so you can get to get her new book, access to her uh, free digital download in addition to getting information on how to get the physical book if you want it and also how to access the masterclass videos. This has been really great, Sarah. I think um, before I let you go to some kind of closing comments and last thoughts that you want to leave us with, uh, let me just say I think that as leaders, we needed to hear this message. And so no matter when somebody might watch this video on YouTube, or maybe uh, listen to this podcast, wherever they listen podcast. I really believe and trust that God is speaking to leaders right now. Hey, you don't need to stay stuck. You need to progress. You need to advance. God has more. Get through it. Uh, put your eyes on the Lord and trust that he's going to get you through it. Sarah, what are some uh, last thoughts you want to leave us with here as we get ready to wrap things up? Well, I really believe that in this new year that God wants us to take territory for the kingdom of God. And so I just yeah. want to encourage you as leaders to pray about what that means for you. What is what is the territory, the new territory that God's called you to take for his kingdom? It could be through online resources and new church plants or new initiatives, new projects, but um, just to be encouraged that you're well able to go in and do what God's called you to do. And to let go of anything that would hold you back. You know, my dad always used to say, if you don't get bitter, you'll make it. And so I think that's one of the best 
you know, advice for us in ministry or in leadership, just to keep our hearts free from offense and anything that would, you know, keep us from moving forward, let it go and move forward, forgive, guard our hearts so that we can really progress and advance and fulfill all that God's called us to. So be encouraged. God is with you. He's for you. And he's given you the grace to overcome. So good. Sarah, let me just say on behalf of everybody listening and on behalf of our uh, team here at Avail Leadership, uh, we're so proud of you. We're so thankful for your life. Uh, honestly, I, I'm, I'm so impressed by what the Lord has done uh, in your life, uh, of course, with your husband, Caleb, and, and your family, uh, the ministry that you guys have already accomplished, you know, the missions work, the, 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 just the, the life impact throughout the world is really, really, really impressive. But more than that, it's really encouraging. We honor you. Uh, we thank God for your life and for your obedience to his, to his calling in your life. We know that you're also, there's, there's, a, there's a new member of the family that's cooking right now and up, up and coming soon. And we pray the Lord would bless you and, and your family. But we're just, we're just proud of you. We're thankful for what God has done in your life. Thank you. Well, I, I've been honored to talk with you and so grateful for your ministry and for the ministry of Avail. It's an honor to be a part of this, this Avail family. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Hey, everybody, thanks for connecting once again to another Avail Leadership Podcast. It's been so good to talk to Sarah Worley, to hear a little bit about her up and coming book, Advance. And remember, every week, every week, you're going to have a new episode of the Avail Leadership Podcast with amazing leaders who are making an impact in their world. Thanks again for connecting, and we'll see you next time here the Avail Leadership Podcast. We hope you've been encouraged by this conversation with Sarah Worley. You can connect with her at sarahworley.com. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. Make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. And if you'd like to connect to our growing leadership community on Facebook, visit availleadershipconnect.com. As always, thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Leadership Podcast. Thank you.